0: 2 Timothy chapter 4, and let's go ahead and stand and we'll read this passage uh, because this is going to uh, guide us through the at least the first part of, of what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, so let's stand as we give honor to the uh, word of the Lord. Beginning in verse 1, 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul writes, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken we will do. All right, you may be seated. So we've, we've been looking at the last, a uh, few weeks about actual fighting against sin. So, so how do you and I, when we're in, uh, when we're, we're facing temptation, we're facing something that the evil one has brought against us, either internally or externally, how as Christians are we meant to fight Does God just sort of give us carte blanche to fight sin any way we want to? He actually gives us guidelines and tools to fight and to fight well. And so we've been looking at instructions that God gives his people when they're waging war against their sin when they're fighting a temptation and you're in that battle and you want to do this and yet you don't want to do this, or when you're tempted to say this and you don't want to say that, or you're tempted to not say it and you know you should, how do we wage that fight? How do we wage that battle? And so we've looked at some actions that Scripture uh, has laid out. We looked at you fight uh, for your blessings, you fight with your brothers, you fight to holify Christ, you fight in faith, you fight with divine boldness, You fight filled with the Spirit and with mercy. You fight as uh, citizens of Christ's kingdom, longing to be worthy citizens of that kingdom. And then uh, the last couple of weeks, you stand and fight. You fight, you stand, and you fight as you stand, and you are ready. You are ready for anything. So these are sort of guidelines that God has given His people throughout the Scripture when they're facing battles, when they're facing temptations from evil, when they're fighting against sin, Uh, this is how they're meant to fight it. And so we are lucky we have the fullness of God's word so we can pull all of those pieces together uh, and and use them to have even a a more complete understanding of what should I be thinking as I'm battling my sin. But I've got two more sort of actions that I want to tack on to the end here uh, about how to think about fighting this in two more ways that really are going to help us protect ourselves in our, in our battle against evil, uh, two more methods, things to think about as you're as your fighting actions, to take sort of tools that God has given us. And the first springs from this passage that we read here in 2 Timothy 4. Uh, so this is our next guideline for fighting well, after stand and fight, ready for anything. Uh, the next one is, uh, in this fighting, uh, you don't quit. Don't quit. So you've got, you got all those things that we just looked at, all those things that we've looked at for, for a couple of months now, uh, all of those things that are at our disposal, all those actions that we need to take, we must do those things. So this is how the Lord tells you to fight, and we must not stop doing them. We must fight the battle against sin, and we must fight it until the end, and, and we must not give up along the way. And that's what we see here in 2 Timothy 4. Paul is giving this charge to Timothy For his life. This is what Timothy is supposed to do, is his job in this battle. This is his calling, is the 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 chapter that God has written for him as a worthy citizen of the kingdom. Timothy, this is what you do, and this is how you need to do it as you're gonna face these temptations and these these battles. And so he's gotta preach the word, he's gotta be ready, he's gotta reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and complete teaching. He's gotta be sober, he has to suffer, he has to do the work of an evangelist, he's gotta his his ministry, his deaconing. That's that's Paul's charge for Timothy's fight. This is Paul about saying Timothy. This is this is how you're going to fight. But then Paul says in verse seven, he talks about himself. What about what about Paul? What does he say? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So Timothy is supposed to fight like this. All these things in, in verses one through six are like Paul is his corner man. You know, saying, all right, you're going to do this and they're going to try and throw a this at you. You're going to slip that and come back with a this. I mean, there's all this stuff in there. This is, this is Paul telling, but then when he, when he gets to Paul, he says, Timothy, you fight like this and I've done that. Now it's the end of my fight. Paul is not quitting and handing it over to Timothy. Paul is ending. And Paul told Timothy back in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, that's where he first told him, uh, fight the good fight of the faith, which makes it more poignant here in verse 7 when he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished strength. I have kept the faith. So Paul himself had been doing the things that he calls Timothy to do, but now Paul's life is over and so too is his fight. But, but Paul did not quit in the fight. Paul fought until the end. He finished the race and he he held on to the faith while he was doing it. So too Timothy must fight that good fight and he must like Paul do so until he finishes his race. As Christians, we must fight and we must not quit in our battles against evil. We must finish the fight. We must get to the end of the race. And at the end of that race, we must still be holding on to faith. So for the Christian, when we're battling against evil, we've got to make sure that we fight the fight till the fight is over. And we can't quit. We can't quit in the middle of the fight. And we can't quit just at the end of one battle. We must fight till the end of the battle and we must fight to the end of the war. And how do we do that? Paul actually uh, gives us, well, the author of Hebrews uh, actually tells us uh, how we do that in Hebrews chapter 12. So you and I were going through fights. It's really hard. How do I make sure I don't quit? How do I make sure I don't give up? How can I make sure that I run the race to the end and that I'm holding on to faith when I get there? That I'm not running the race and then like some, you know, viral internet marathoner, I take the wrong turn and I'm getting to the end and going, where's the, I finished. And you're like, yeah, buddy, you skipped about four or five blocks along the way. How can I make sure that I get to the finish line that I'm aiming for? That I get there and I've kept the faith. Paul says this, or author of Hebrews says this. What do you do? You fix your eyes on Christ. So don't quit, but understand, the only way you're not going to quit is if you fix your eyes on Christ. I remember I had a friend uh, who was like very athletic and fit and liked to run. I don't know why I was his friend. Uh, but I remember he was like, let's go run. And I was like, sure. Uh, and I thought we'd like run to like the bottom of the hill and back, and then I don't know, play basketball or something besides run, which I think is like a, like a punishment in Chinese internment camps. Uh, but we get we, we're running and we start running up the hill, and we and then I'm, I'm starting to realize how far we are away from home, you know. I, so I've still got we've still got to go back, right? Uh, and all I did is to make it because I didn't want to quit because I'm not a sissy, right? I want to be a sissy. The only thing worse than running is being a sissy. Uh, and so I didn't want to be a sissy. So I just, I just, I just watched him the whole time and probably thought some really bad thoughts about him. Uh, but also I knew if I was going to make it, I just had to fix my eyes on the back, the back of Ray. That was his name. His name was Ray. Uh, and I would just, I would just follow him. And then we, it was only like five miles, but when you're not ready for five miles, five miles is a long way. Uh, when you're like, and he's like, wasn't that fun? Uh, and then I sat down and he was like, wait, wait you're going to get a runner's high. And I was like, is that, a, is that okay? Uh, but uh, yeah, all I did was I, I fixed my eyes on him. And, and the Bible's going to tell us the same thing is true of Christ. If you want to, if in your battle, you want to not quit, what you've got to do is fix your eyes on Christ in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the race. You're running, you want to get to the end of the race, you want to hold on to faith, well, fix your eyes on Christ. Look at what Hebrews 12 says. Hebrews 12, one through four. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, in your struggle against sin, you've not yet resisted to the point of the shedding of your blood. So again, this goes. This, a lot of this goes back to the, what we talked about before, about the desires to, to holify Christ in our battles. And that's why it's so essential that going into the battle and in your actions, you're wanting to, to, holify, to holify Christ. The same thing is true here. If you don't want to quit... So if you want to battle rightly, you've got to be battling not just for your sake, not just for your name, not just because you'll look bad or anything. You've got to battle because you want to make much of Christ. And if you don't want to quit, you've got to think about Christ in the midst of the battle. Here Paul says, the author of Hebrews says, you've got weight. you got a, you got a sin that is that is clinging and won't let go. You, you're having trouble with, with enduring. You're, you're Remember the, the word endurance is, is this idea of remaining under you're having trouble remaining under, you just want to, it's like when you're when you're when you're doing some some leg action. you gotta you got, you got squat you just want to throw the weight off. Is that what's going on? You, you're having trouble enduring under this? Trouble holding on to faith? What does he say to do? Look to Jesus. Look at Christ. The one who gave us faith, the, the author, the founder of our faith, the perfecter of faith, the one who gave us faith, the one who grows in our faith. Look at him. Look at how he faced these battles against the evil one, and did so with joy. Didn't care about the shame, the shame that came with, with this struggle. And what was the result? Is he seated at the right hand of the Father? If you consider his struggle, he says, then you'll not grow weary or faint hearted. Consider so. You, so in order to consider his struggle, you got to be thinking about Christ's struggle. You got to have your heart, you gotta have your mind, you've your eyes fixed on Christ in the middle of the battle. And you realize, it's easy to not grow weary or faint-hearted when you realize you haven't even struggled to the point of the shedding of blood. You're not even bleeding yet. It's like this, I love this because it's like the Lord treats us all like young boys, right? Trying to become men. And we're like, Ugh. you know, I fell down. He's like, there's not even any blood. Why are you crying? You know, and you're like, I can't handle the struggle Is so much. And God's like, hey, you're not even bleeding yet. And you're wanting to give up. I love, I love when the Lord gives us a friendly slap. And that's what he does here. You think your battle is so hard. Where's the blood? You're ready to give up. You can't handle this. You've just got to say. You've just got to do. You've just got to quit. You're tired of battling. You're t- I can't wage this war any longer. The Lord says, show me the blood. And if you're looking at Christ, he can show you his. If There's a like fixed on Christ. You want to endure? You want to be faithful in the end, holding on to faith? Look to Christ. Keep your eyes on the one who did make it to the end. Hand on those who did after him and just keep running. Those who did before him as well. We've got this whole cloud of witnesses. This is what the people of God have always done. Go back and read Hebrews 11. You've got witnesses before the time of Christ, witnesses after the time of Christ. Look at them. All of them showing us, witnessing, testifying, martyring to the fact that hoping in Christ is never a false hope. It's never a disappointment. We're surrounded by those who fought the same fights that we do. Some tougher fights. And You go back and you read Hebrews 11, you see what they went through, and you you, know, all these things. You grab Fox's Book of Martyrs, right? You read about what the early church was going through century after century after century, what people have suffered for the sake of Christ. And yet they remained faithful in the midst of that. And it's like we said last week, it's always a good reminder to to think of yourself sitting around in this cloud of witnesses when you reach the... And when you reach eternity or if these cloud of witnesses happen to be sitting here in our worship or sitting with you around your dinner table and you're ready to commiserate about how hard it is to be a Christian and they start talking about what all they went through and all of a sudden you're like that thing that you just thought you can't handle anymore. The burden that was just so much all of a sudden becomes very small because they've got a lot that they can talk about in blood that they have shed. And so does Christ. So fix your your eyes on those things. You can see those who endured more than you and yet remain faithful. So, so the Christian must do the things that we listed over the last several weeks. God it this. This is. It's the, the Lord's guidance for our fight. You don't get to look at those things. That he says, when you're fighting sin, do it this way. You don't get to look at those things and go, I think I can come up with seven more that all begin with a B or something like that. Uh, and that'll be easier to remember. And like you have to look at like the, the 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 Lord's direct- I love to read, I love to read military stuff. I love to find out stuff that people are doing that. They, they tell us about, and I, it just makes me feel like I'm in the know. Uh, and I'll read, when, when, when a commander gives you instructions, like all these detailed points of what's going to happen, right? And this group's going to do this, and then this group will do here, and then in comes it. Like, that's how we should be thinking about these things that the Lord has told us in terms of fighting our sins. What we've been looking at the last several weeks, if you're battling sin or ever plan on battling sin again in your life, then you better know well what we've been looking at. The Lord says you need to know that and you need to do it. These are are the instructions, the guidance, the wisdom that he's given us to handle our fights well. We need to know those things. We must take up that charge that the Lord has given us. And we must not stop. We must not stop doing this. We must continue to fight against sin with those ways. We must not quit. Christians battle against the evil one and they don't give in until their race is finished. And they can do that because they're keeping their eyes on Christ. They desire to holify his name like we looked at four weeks ago. They they long to be worthy citizens of his kingdom and they follow his example. So in our battle against evil, we've got to know how to fight, which is what we've been looking at. And then we've got to know we've got to keep fighting until our battle or until our war is over. Okay, so Christian, remember those things that we looked at Remember God's guidances for how to fight against sin. And don't just do those once. Keep doing those. Know those and do not, do not uh, quit. Uh, so you got to do those, got to do those actions. Uh, don't quit them. Don't stop. Uh, but there's, there's one more overarching truth that I think is, is useful for how we uh, fight against evil. Uh, we do all those things. We don't quit. And here's here's the last one. Uh, We do all those things. So how do you battle? What are your actions? You do these actions, then you don't quit them. And then you do them all prayerfully. How does a Christian fight? A Christian fights prayerfully. And this fits because, I mean, this whole look at being delivered from evil uh, began by the Lord telling us to pray, deliver us from evil. And so the Lord tells us, hey, when you pray, make sure and pray about being fed. Make sure and, and, and pray about forgiving each other. And make sure and pray that, the, you know, you're delivered from the evil one. And it's like, wait, what? Like bread I expected, forgiveness I expected. But what's this about evil that I need to be delivered from? Because haven't you already done that? And so we looked at, at all of that. So this is one of the things that the Lord tells us to be delivered from evil. And so if the Lord tells us to pray, to ask to be delivered from evil, it's not surprising that prayer is also part of the fight to be delivered from evil. We fight evil first by praying to be delivered from. That's the first step in the fight against evil is to pray, Father, deliver us from evil, rescue us from evil. But we also fight evil by praying uh, even as we take up the tools of our deliverance. Uh, In other words, the, the, the prayer deliver us from evil, you don't just pray that and then not have to pray anymore, Not have to, there's no more reason to ask God or, or, or anything like that. Prayer is something that we need to be doing during the whole of our battle against sin. The whole time you're battling your sin, you need to do so prayerfully. Asking the Lord. Asking, 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 asking that you be faithful. Asking that you would endure. Asking that you even just remember what you're supposed to do, right? Because you're going to go against sin and you're going to be like, I feel like there was one of the points that we saw in scripture and Chris pointed out And I can't remember it. Uh, Lord, help me remember. Or at least help me to do it, even if I don't remember. Like, there needs to be a prayerfulness filling all that we do every time that we are battling. The Bible calls us in battle to a constant prayerfulness. And and we've actually seen this in a a couple places where we were, where the Lord is actually giving us instructions on how to fight. We saw it there, and I didn't point it out. Because I knew it was coming up uh, we we saw it there, it uh, just sort of sort of hidden so for example, in psalm one twenty two psalm one twenty two is one of the passages where we looked at where the Bible talks about us fighting and fighting with our brothers, so we we 're caring about our brothers as we fight, and we 're fighting. Not just for our sake, not for the sake of our families alone, but we're fighting with our brothers. We want to support them, they'll support us. None of us are are Lone Ranger Christians. Well, there in Psalm 122, that was verse 8, where he said, For my brothers' and companions' sake, I will say, peace be within you. But it's the lines before that that I want us to look at. So Psalm 122, you know, hop over there real quick, you can't. Otherwise, I'll just read the words. Look at what it says. It's it's, it's about a prayer. Begins in verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And then it gives us the prayer. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. And that's when you get verse 8. For my brothers and companions' sakes, I will say peace be within you. Which is what the prayer just was. So he says in verse 6 and 7, pray this, pray, pray. And then he talks about, and fight for your brothers and your companions. Like, that's why you're doing this. So that's, the, that's what's going on. If you remember the context of Psalm 122, Psalm 122 is this Psalm of David. It's one of the, 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 the Psalms of uh, ascent, the songs that they would sing as they're, as they're going up to the, to the Lord's city, right? So they're marching up, up to this uh, city, this, this bastion of, of God's kingdom. Surrounded by unholy enemies. A, a literal city on a hill, right? Uh, a light in the midst of darkness. So they're, they're going up there to where the presence of the Lord is dwelling. And they're singing this song. And as the people marched up, these songs of battle and of, of victory. Of the Lord's provision. All these things. And in this song about prayer. And the importance of prayer. Where God tells them as they're marching, he says, hey, pray, pray, pray for peace within its walls. Ask, ask for peace within its walls. So sing of victory, sing of the enemy's defeat. All the things they were singing as they were marching, and you've got these almost like war chances. You're going up and you're proclaiming the Lord's holiness and your confidence in him. You're not afraid of the Edomites and Moabites and all the ites that are surrounding you, even some of the eens. You're not afraid of any of those. Because you're confident in the Lord. And because you're confident in the Lord, even as you sing those songs, what do you do? You pray. Pray. Peace be within her walls. Security within your towers. May they be secure who love you. Sing a prayer of the need to pray because you know their defeat. And you know your victory are all going to come from the hand of the Lord. So if you know their defeat that you've been singing about comes from the Lord, and you know your victory, which you've been singing about comes from the Lord, what do you do? You pray to the Lord. Do this. You pray. You say, hey, I've been singing about your victory. I've been singing about their defeat. And so I'm coming to you and say, hey, God, please do that. Do those things. Bring peace. We actually saw it in Jude as well. Uh, Jude, we were reading verses 20 through 23. We looked at uh, When we looked at how we must be filled with the Spirit and with mercy, even as we, you know, mercifully give someone over to Satan. Look at what it says. It says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life and have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of others. Others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. What did it say in verse 20? But you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. So You've got these opponents that are coming against you. You've got these, these struggles, people that you're, 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 you're dealing with, that you're fighting against. You've got doubters that you're having to go uh, after. And we say building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So, so as we fight, we're, we're building ourselves up. We're, we're not just putting off, we're putting on to prepare us for the fight. But even as we put on, even as we clothe ourselves with the armor of God, what are we doing? Praying. We're, being, we're building ourselves up in the faith. And the whole time we're building ourselves up in the faith, we are praying. We fight against our enemies full of faith and full of prayer. We fight ever reliant on the Holy Spirit. Which leads to the, the big passage that, that really points out this. Uh, so, so I, I kind of buried the lead here, uh, which is Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. On this armor of God, right? Ephesians chapter 6, beginning of verse 10. You've got all this about battling. You've got this armor of God that's going to be laid out, getting us ready for the war. Uh, and look at what it says. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. So we've just been talking about standing and fighting. Well, You've got to put on this armor to do that, that. you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and a shoes for your feet, That words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly proclaim the mystery of the gospel. For which I'm an ambassador in chains. That I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So Paul tells you, put on this armor. Put it on. Take it up. Start belting it on. Start tying it on. But the whole time, what are you doing? Verse 18. The whole time, what are you doing? Praying at all times in the spirit. All prayers. And you're going to see the word all repeated a lot in that passage right after that. Right after he says praying at all times, he starts to say all these prayers, all supplications, all perseverance for all the saints. And Paul says, yeah, and even pray for me. And when I say all the saints, I don't want you to forget about me. Even pray for me that I may be bold. Because Paul even is still, he's not at this point yet where he's going to be in 2 Timothy where he's like, I finished the race. He says, I'm still fighting. I'm, a, I'm supposed to be an ambassador for this gospel, and I'm an ambassador in change, which kind of hinders your movement a little bit. So pray. And the Christian is encouraged, even after being equipped with the whole armor of God, the Christian is encouraged. Now pray. Pray the whole time. And you can imagine, like if you if you had on the whole armor of God, you might think, what do I need to pray for? I've got the armor of God. You might, you know, you're like Voltron out there. You're like ready to, ready to go, ready to battle. Is that it? People don't know that anymore. Uh, you're, you're, you're ready to, to, to wage war. You're this holy knight. You're the epitome of a crusader. But he says, even in that, even when wearing the whole armor of God with a shield and the sword and everything, pray at all times. Pray. Because you're battling the evil one, because you're battling against evil, pray, pray all the prayers, all the supplications for all the saints all the time, even for me. The Christians encourage you're equipped, fully equipped. You still need to pray. In fact, you need to pray all the time for all the things. So Christians, these are the actions that we've been looking at. So do them, don't quit doing them and don't quit praying While you do them. So take all the things that we've looked at the last several weeks. All the, uh, you know, like this is like the Lord's version of the art of war here. uh, Where he's he's laying out for us bits of wisdom along the way in how to fight. Uh, Remember those. Enshrine those in your mind for your fights. And then when you're fighting, don't quit doing them. Don't quit. And don't stop praying. The whole time, every fight you're in, every battle, don't stop doing what you know you need to do. Don't stop trying to holify Christ. Don't let go of battling in faith. Don't quit saying, remember all those things that you've got to do and don't forget to pray. So what are some uses? What are some applications that I think are, are can be very important for us as a body and in, in particular uh, to our church? I'll, I'll go through these fairly quickly. One, uh, so when you're battling at sin and evil, yet you've got to make it until the end. You must fight the battle until it is finished. You must not quit. So I think there are two types of quitting that I see commonly in the Christian life. Two types of quitting that would be common for us that I see that are common temptations in how to quit. The first is giving up. First is giving up, you know, the battle is just too hard or it takes too long. The battle's not over. You're still in the midst of the battle, but because it's taken so long or because it's gotten so hard, you just say, I'm done. So there's that version of quitting that I see where it's like, yeah, I know the battle's not over. I I know I haven't won. I know if I do this, it's a loss. I know that, but I'm going to give up anyway. I know the type of husband I need to be, and I know I'm not there yet, but man, it's hard. You know, this woman that you gave me, right? Um, I'm battling that. I mean, I know when it said, you know, uh, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. It was like, but they didn't know about my wife at that time. Or you're a wife and you're trying to be a godly wife. You're trying to, you're trying to uh, you know be someone that is that 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 picture of the church with Christ, and you you know what you need to be, but you've got a, a husband that's like this, and it's just hard. It's easy for the church to submit to Christ, but your husband is not Christ. And he shows that very much so. And so you're like, man, I I mean I just don't think that I just think I can do that. Don't grumble or complain. Ah, but man, but my life. Don't, you know, be content. Ah, but like, don't be anxious. Yeah, but if you knew all the things going on in my mind, you'd think I'm not as anxious as I could be. And so when you're battling those things and and it just gets so weighty, you just give up, you just quit before the battle's over. Don't give up. You can't give up a fight simply because it's just too hard. Because the truth is, it's not too hard. Because if it were actually too hard for you, the Lord would not allow you to be going through it. He's promised that. In other words, if you quit, you're never quitting because you have to. You're never quitting a battle because you've got to quit, because you've got to give up. You're quitting the battle because you want to. And that's hard to say, which is why it's important for us to recognize. It's hard to say, Lord, I'm quitting I, because I don't care. I'm not quitting because we'll make all these excuses to be like, no, I've got to quit. I've got to let it go. There's nothing I can do. I'm just going to. I mean, truth is, no, you just want to quit. You just don't want to be the man you're supposed to be. You, don't, you just don't want to be the father you're supposed to be. It's just too much. You're just quitting. You don't want to be the woman you're supposed to be. You don't want to be the, the child you're supposed to be. So You just quit. It's important to remember that so that we don't take on this, you know, purely victim mentality in our battles against sin. I mean, as Christians, we like to talk about, oh, this world is such a victim mentality. But when we talk about our sins, it sure sounds like we're playing the victim a lot. Man, it man, really, I really want to go, I hear this all the time from people on the news. You know, this, this victim mentality, we've got to get away from that. Because if we take on a victim mentality, we'll begin to make excuses for our sin. Because that's what giving up is. It's just obeying the Lord. It is willfully giving in to sin. We'll say things like, I battled as long as I could, which isn't true. It's just a lie. You didn't battle as long as you could. You battled as long as you wanted to. You'll say things like, I fought as hard as I could. No, you didn't. Because if you fought fought as hard as you could, you'd still be fighting. That's as hard as you can do. So if you quit fighting, it's not like, oh, I fought as as long as hard as I could. Uh, No, you didn't. Don't take on that victim mentality towards your sin. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give up, Christian. Don't give up in the fight. Finish the race. Hold on to the faith. If you give up, what you're letting go of, you're stopping the race and you're doing so because you don't have faith. You don't think that the Lord really has prepared you. You don't think the Lord really has equipped you, even though that he promised he has. You don't think you can trust the Lord, that he won't let something come your way, that you're not able to bear. You don't believe that, and so you quit. It is not only just a lack of finishing, it is a lack of faith. So don't give up. So in battles, in particular battles, don't give up. The other way I tend to see quitting in the Christian life is is stopping. Uh, uh, stopping uh, in this way. Giving up is just like, I, I just give up. Stopping is more of an unwise decision. Uh, giving up is like rebellious. Stopping is just unwise. M- meaning this, sometimes you'll stop before the end. So you, you have people that give up. The other times I see people quit or, or, or not finish, is they just stop too soon. So they're in a battle of something. They're in a battle to maybe control their tongue more. Uh, and, and they'll win like one fight in that battle. And they'll be like, yes, did it. Battle over. Instead of recognizing it, just because you did right one time doesn't mean the battle is over. Doesn't, so for example, I used to have a really bad temper. I'm sure it's still there somewhere or its foot is, I think it's crushed. It's crushed. The Lord is good. Uh, I used to have a really bad temper and there'd be instances where I went a long time without my temper coming out. But then when it did, it was like, boom, like it was Vesuvius and I'd be like, aha. Uh, The problem was I would see the progress in the battle and think that the battle had been won. You may be winning some battles to be the type of husband that you need to be. You may be controlling your temper. You may be loving and cherishing your wife like you should. You may be winning these battles along the way. But don't think just because you've won a few battles that you can stop. Don't do. It's like, it's like in horror movies where the bad, you know, bad guy's shot one time and he's laying on the ground. And they're like, ah, oh, he's dead. Yay. And you're like, don't keep the camera on the bad guy. Keep the camera on the bad guy because I know he's not really dead. I know he's not really dead. That's what you've got to do with your sin. You've got to kill your sin and then you stand over its playing possum body, right? And you go ahead and go stab, stab uh, a few more times to make sure it's dead. Because what I see is us get really excited. And the reason, the reason I point this out is because can be re- this can be really frustrating. It can be really frustrating to succeed And almost have your hands raised in the air. Yes. And that's when you look down and it's like knife to the gut. That can be very frustrating. So Christian, I want to encourage you. When I say don't give up, one thing I mean is don't stop. Don't stop until the battle is over. Keep fighting. Keep striving. Don't assume it's over. Don't assume it's over because everything is peaceful right now. Right? The enemy likes to regroup. The enemy likes to regroup. The evil one likes to regroup and come at you again. And he'll come at you when you're not prepared. You got the shield of faith up? Great. He's going to wait till you put that shield down. So always be ready. Don't stop. Don't stop before the battle is over. uh, And don't stop before the end of the war. Uh, Meaning this, just because you've won a, a battle doesn't mean you've Won the war. If Satan does, like, let's, there's so many things to being like a great husband, so many things to being a great wife, so many things to being a great church member. Just because you have won the battle to be one of those things, don't think that the war is over to be a great husband. Don't think that the war is over to be a great wife or to, to, to be a great mother or a great father. Those are just one battle in the midst of an entire war. If you, if you learn to control your tongue and you start saying really kind things and nice things and you don't, you don't let your, your tongue just set fires all the time. You're encouraging. You're building up. You're not tearing down. Like, that's great, but don't think the enemy is going to go, oh, I lost that battle, so the war is over. The battle will come from a place you may not even expect. But if you if you think, oh, I won this battle, I'll take the armor off. I won this battle, I can put the shield down. I'm the type of guy I need to be. Look, my biggest struggle used to be my mouth, and it's not my mouth anymore. Yes, armor off. The war is not over. The evil one will come out. Remember, remember Job. It's like, you know, he went through temptation. The enemy, I mean, handled it faithful, like a really hard time, very faithfully. And what did the enemy do? Can I go round two with something different? So you can face the loss of everything and you can be faithful in it. You can, the, 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 the enemy can take away your family, your children, your possessions, all the things you were fighting for can take them all the way, all the way and you stand there faithfully, armored up, ready to go and that battle will be over. You know what the enemy's going to do? He's going to go, can I give him round two now? But we would think, oh, I was so faithful as i We might think the war is over. I've got it. Take our armor off and round two is where he gets us. So don't stop before the war is over. So two ways that we give two ways that we quit, we give up, which we know is wrong, but then the unwise one, which is we just stop. Don't think the battle is over. Don't think the war is over until, like Paul, you have finished the race. Until you're about to meet the Lord and He's about to put the crown of righteousness on your head. You know, when I'm visiting you in hospice, you can say, I think my battle's over. I've got faith. I trust the Lord. And that will be the only time I will probably go, yeah, well done, good and faithful servant. Your battle's over. Go to the Lord and His righteousness and goodness go. But until then, the war is raging. Do not, do not quit. We've got to fight against evil and we cannot stop. So Christian, don't give up. Don't stop. Always be ready for a fight. The last uh, use uh, uh is you must be a prayer warrior. now, although the modern notion of you know someone is a is a prayer warrior is just a is just a bunch of made- up stuff, uh the Bible does tell us that all Christians are meant to be prayer warriors, and by that I mean that it is all Christians are meant to fight and pray. So there to be warriors who pray. This is a real prayer warrior. You're a warrior. All of us are called to battle and we are called to pray as we battle. To wage war against sin, to be a warrior against our sin and to do so praying the whole time. So we've all got the armor. We've got our sword. We're ready to, you know, kick down the gates of hell. We're ready to destroy every stronghold. But what can we not forget to do? Christian, you can't forget to pray. You can't forget to ask. to ask all the time of everything you can think of all the prayers all the supplications anything you can think of to ask you should ask ask for anything you can think of ask for everyone you think of pray for them pray for it even those we think don't need our prayers for example Paul he says pray for all the saints and he reminds them and even for me because what he's saying is I expect that when you think all the saints you're not going to think about me because you're going to think I've got it and I'm good he says but even me and don't stop. Yes, God has divinely and sufficiently prepared us and equipped us for every battle. You know, it, is, it is, every battle is pre-approved by your father that you can handle it and you can win it. But that doesn't mean you don't pray. So in your battles, recognize that, that you're winning not because of you, you're winning because of his work in you. You're winning because of the tools He has given you. The faith and belief that He has given you. The weapons He has given you. The brothers and sisters that He has given you. The family that you're fighting for, He has given you. The things that are motivating you. The blessings that you have are given you by Him. The Christ you seek to holify. The Christ whose kingdom you belong to and you want to be a worthy citizen of the kingdom. That's all been given to you by Him. You're prepared and equipped by Him. It is only right that in the battle you continue to unceasingly turn to him. In order to be a true soldier of Christ, in order to win battles and wage war and to do so faithfully to the end, you have to be someone who prays as you fight. And that's important because I think sometimes we'll think that if I'm fighting, that's look, I'm fighting. I'm fighting, that's it. This is what I was meant to be doing. I'm, I'm doing what I was supposed to do. That we actually forget to pray while we fight because we're so happy that we're fighting. That we forget to pray in the midst of it. We forget to pray in the midst of the battle. We forget to pray in the midst of the war. You must be a prayer warrior. Trying to hold your tongue? Pray. Ask the Lord to help you. Trying to be content in every situation? Battle, get your mind where it needs to be. Remember what you know to be true and ask God to help you to do those things. Christians, if we're going to battle against sin, if we're going to wage the war well, we have to wage the war as prayer warriors. Not just warriors, but prayer warriors. Not just prayers, but warriors. Not just warriors, but prayers. Prayer warriors. It's what we've got to be. So take all the attitudes that the Lord has given us. Take all the actions that he's laid before us and how to fight and don't stop doing this. Don't stop the battle until the race is finished. Keep your eyes on Christ and fill your mouth with prayers to the Father. That is the way to run the race. That is the way to hold on to the faith. That is the way to fight the good fight. Let's pray. We want to take a moment to call all of us to obedience to the Word of God. We don't want to rush quickly through the Word and the various convictions that the Lord has laid on our hearts and not give you a time to respond to those convictions. So take a moment now. What has the Lord laid on you that you need to confess? Is it times where you quit? Is it maybe that you're in the midst of temptations to quit and you were starting to make excuses for your giving up? You were starting to make excuses for your quitting and and now you're having to confess those and say, I don't want to do those. Help me, help me, help me. Is it that you've been trying to battle with your eyes not fixed on Christ? Is it that you just haven't been praying, that you've been just very confident in yourself instead of seeing your confidence in Christ and your Father's answering to you and, You just haven't been prayerful and and that's made you weak. Confess. What has the Lord laid on you to add to your life? Ask the Lord now. Ask, pray, say, Father, help me to not quit. Help me to never quit in the battle, Father. To never give up, to never stop. Give me, give me uh, a heart that has faiths so like never give up and give me the wisdom that never stops until it's over. As for the wisdom to see, to see how the battle continues. Even when you feel like it's won, to, to see the areas where the enemy might try and creep back in and to be prepared for those, confidently prepared, not afraid, not frightened by them. But ready, ready. And pray that the Lord would make you a prayer warrior. Ask the Father. Make me someone who fights for the faith. But who fights for the faith with prayer filling my mind and my mouth. Always asking. Always confident, but confident in you. And so I turn to you in every battle i turn to you in every war ask the lord make me a prayer warrior father we come today and there there are so many things that you've told us in your word in the last couple months of just little insights and wisdom that you've given to various believers throughout the progress of, of time and throughout your work of faith in your people and, and father we, we are collecting those which is a, is a great is a great thing because we've got all these all these truths and these these wisdom that you've given to various uh, uh, points of your people and, and but father one of the one of the struggles father is that there's so much. and father I, I don't want us to forget any of these. I want us to at least know them so that, Father, we are prepared to fight and to fight well. That we know, we, know we don't just armor up the right way and we don't just put on the, grab the sword. That you tell us how to swing the sword and how to swing it faithfully. That we don't just need to go out and lash any way we want to. We are meant to fight against the evil one, to fight your way. So, Father, help us to know those things. Help us to remember them. Take those stories and those truths, those lessons and bury them in our heart, Father. Because I want to fight well and I don't want to lose in a battle and then go back and read your word and and recognize that I lost because I failed to remember. And how often has that been the case in your word where you tell us one of the great battles is the battle not just to know, but to remember. And the danger of forgetting. I don't want to forget any of this, Father. Because I'm, I'm battling against the evil one. I don't want to forget any of this. So help us not to forget it and help us not to quit. Help us to fight your way and to not give up, Father. To not stop. but To constantly take the battle to the enemy. To faithfully wage this war. To run that race. To fight that fight. To hold on to the faith. And Father, help us to do it prayerfully. Teach us to pray, Father. You've taught us how to pray, and now you're teaching us how often to pray. May we we make war on our sin, but may we always do it prayerfully. Remembering that we need you. Remembering that you are the author and perfecter of our faith. So, Father, help us to be a prayerful people, to be warriors, yes, but to be prayer warriors, battling, but always confident, not just in ourselves, confident in you and in your work in us. Please, Father, it is in Christ's name that I ask these things. Amen.